out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Good afternoon. Breaking news. There's a protest that are blocking the streets in New York City. I think they're, they're protesting Trump's um, Trump's imminent arrest, I guess. They're, they're protesting the arrest of Donald Trump. And I think that they're, they're, uh, they're out there in the streets and they're protesting and they're, they're saying that this is a political act to arrest Trump. Uh, it, it seems like a political act to me to arrest Trump, uh, for a charge that they've been trying to do, trying to get him for years. Um, but they're trying to put him in a cage before the election so that he can't run and he can't win. So, you know, whatever, wherever you're at on that, <laughs> it seems pretty, it seems like an obvious move if you're a political opponent to put your opponent in jail so that they can't actually perform campaigning or participate in the political process. However, if he has done an actual criminal act, which is possible, um, you know, the burden really is upon the state to, to, to do this, but they're doing it, I guess, in the last six, eight months before 2024, you know, November is that way. And, uh, so we got a whole year of this stuff, you know, we're going to see, it's getting really aggressive out there. I mean, elections have gotten increasingly weird and, uh, the stuff that I've seen over the years has, has, you know, always been a little bit shocking or, or, um, I, I wasn't quite prepared for, but there's always been an air that, you know, everybody's kind of on the same page. There's going to be a peaceful transition of power. People don't like one another and there's partisan hostilities that are, that are kind of like gamesmanship, but they don't necessarily translate to, to violence or direct violence over the last several years it's gotten really weird um there's been a lot of uh leftist extremists and extremists from other parts of the country that are considered i guess you know some are violent white nationalist movements you know some are those people, but I'm not collectivizing and saying that the Trump voting block as a general uh, admission, uh, those people are, are so bad or the QAnon clique is, is so bad. You know, it's not my job in life to kind of patrol the political um, expressions and whims of my countrymen. I, I actually think it's kind of weird to do that. There are people who do it, uh, but they're usually the people who are the opposition to those people. And they're complaining about the, 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 the thought crimes of those folks. And so what's bothering right now? Oh, hey, hey, it's Gregor. He wants to talk. So uh, I invited you to open your mic. You can, you can open your mic. Hey there, Gregor. There's a big protest in New York of uh, of Trump Trump people. They're they're lining the streets. I placed a link in the uh, unsanctioned citizen box. If you just push to the left, it's from Carolina on Twitter, and basically it's just film footage from a few minutes ago, honking horns and stop traffic, uh, protesting. 
you know, it's Trump's people saying, you know, we, we I guess maybe they, they're objecting to the politicized arrest of Donald Trump. That's what I'm presuming it is. Because I haven't I haven't seen any manifestos or anything. Well, who knows what they're protesting, but I'm, you know, that's it could be Trump it. signs out. You know, it's New York. So there's a Manhattan arrest tomorrow, supposedly. Yeah. Donald Trump. Oh yeah, they do have Trump signs out there. How about that? I'm looking. I went looked at your video really quick so I could have a thought of what's going. Wow. Yeah. That's that's impressive. That's what I'm saying. I mean, this is this is a kind of a big deal. You know, yeah, these it are is Trump a big deal. Going into um, New York, into central central New York City, the most anti-Trump partisan enclave, I guess, you know, one of them nationally. Um, in Seattle, people used to get dragged into their cars and beat the crap out of if they had a Trump bumper sticker. And if you think I, I mean, that made the news. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned a little bit in your uh, run-up that you were talking about the white supremacists and stuff, and I always find it interesting. Um, They're the not number... as, as big of a group as people... And I think well, that, that was the number I, I all I do is point to the number of arrests actually made, which is almost zero, and the number of incidents that have been attributed to white nationalists that were actually fascists or Nazis or yeah, right, right, and that's here. an excellent point because um, I was in a very strange conversation last night, and I, I arrived at the same conclusion. They're fascist Nazis or derivative Nazis who are who actually prefer the Nazi party who are, in fact, fascist. And yeah, um, well, and they're not necessarily white supremacists. They're just fascist. Um, yeah, and I, but, and... but there is a racial element in there that that cannot be avoided. Um, hmm. They they really prefer one race. I'll give you an example. Um, we were discussing like the MK Ultra days. And the, apparently there's there's a new program where uh, children are being, uh, they're really being abused. That's what they are. And they're being forced, they've, they've been taken by presumably the CIA agency. I can't confirm any of this, but there's a report um, on the web that this is what was being discussed, that the CIA agency is kidnapping children and then putting them in these kind of, um, death matches and they they dress children in, in these these uh, outfits and then force you know like a like a racial killing and um, so that was the the context and I said well that sounds like you know the old MK ultra and the old um, CIA programs that were run by by old Nazis okay so they're, they're the bedrock of, of a lot of the CIA agency is from Operation Paperclip and the Nazis that were involved in that. They they came up with the policies of taking American children and bringing them involuntarily into uh, a CIA program, a clandestine one, and then training them to do terrible things to themselves, to others, and uh, and and that seemed like the kind of thing that what that was being discussed. But again, as I ref- you know refer to you. That the Nazis were in fact fascist, but there was a racial element. I'm not going to ignore that. You know, there is racism out there, 
but it's not at the the balloon payment size that that uh, all the left wants to do to take over you know they want they want racism to be this this cloud that is so big that it takes over the government and you have to pay everything you own to the government to to make up for your crime of racism forever so that's just that's just a leftist takedown that's all that is to me yeah so i mean i I can admit that there is real racism in the world or or that we're dealing with it from time to time is it a status policy i don't really believe that i believe that there is some tolerated racism now uh, against some white people uh, because of oh, the but you can't be racist against white people. Didn't you know that? 2020. Oh, go ahead, Gregor. I'm sorry. You can't be racist against white people. You can't be racist against white people. And, no, and, and I'm and saying I... it was sarcasm. Okay. Because you know we just had the diversity somebody of the United States government talk about how you could not be racist against white people because. The white people have the power and therefore you cannot be racist against them. This is their talking point that since the white people are in charge. I'm sorry. I mean, but, you know, our job as as legitimate thinkers is to come up with a contrapositive to that to that argument. It's a blunt argument. Yes. Well, I, I agree. And, and, and I, you know, my, and, and I'm, and I'm, at least from my perspective, if you use race as a component in the decision making, that is racist. It's, it doesn't matter what race that is. Um, when I lived overseas in Africa, you know, one of the if you were from a different tribe, you were belittled and 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 torn down because you were technically in their eyes a different race. Um, you know, we don't understand. Yeah, people that. tend to tend to want to take down their competition for resources and one way or the other is and one way to do it is to just say you are bad because you are the other person right that isn't us it's, it's right. a very narcissistic way of looking at the world and incriminating someone because of their identity is something that humans have done to to cord on resources for years i thought about it a lot because i'm you know I'm a multiracial person. I can't get out of it. So I've had to think about it a lot. So, um, but, you know, but similarly, Gregory, you know, you were someone who was, was parked in a, in a, an American and foreign territory. You, you were kind of like the small, small guy. So you had to spend some time probably thinking about it as well. I have invited you to the, to the speaker column so that we can, we can stay engaged we have a few more people here. We've got Lawrence and Ben back here. Blotty's here. William's here. Um, if you guys don't mind uh, inviting your friends and uh, colleagues and people to, to come discuss this. Apparently Trump is, uh, there's a Trump protest in the center of like Manhattan or somewhere in, in deep in New York City. Uh, they're honking horns. They're stopping traffic. And I think this is a protest of the political uh the apparently political trial, presumed political trial of Donald Trump. So would anybody else like to come up and, and discuss that? Or or do you have anything to say about it? Because this, this is an emerging event. This is breaking news. So let me see here. You've referenced this video on Twitter, can you, uh, maybe from 2020. Um, it was posted. No, I, I, it, I think it was... Uh, it may be from 2020. 
Um, would you like to come up and discuss it? Lawrence, would you like to come up and, and talk about that? If it was from 2020, but, you know, if you could confirm that, it would be helpful. But it, it appears to be current. If it is current, then um, it makes sense. Okay, so William can't call in. So so I could I could be wrong about this. There may, in fact, let me double check to see if there are, in fact, protests, you know, from another source. Not doesn't hurt. Greg, are you aware of any other dissenting views that are out there? Gregor, are you there? Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I had my mic on mute. I was looking, I was doing some typing and trying not to clatter up the, the voice. Um, no, and I just checked the date on that film and it's from TikTok. It is from, the date on the film is from TikTok. The upload was today. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't been able to look into the... Um, so it seems like it's today. It seems like so it's today. Um I'm, gonna... I'm looking at the news. I'm using my wonderful uh, Bing chat GBT to see if I can find anything <laughs> out. It, I, I'm because I'm entertained by that. Um, how far left it is. Oh, there but... is. A, it's Trump protest New York City. Yep. Um, yeah, there it is. is. Uh, the Guardian. Is... Surprise, surprise. A British newspaper. Okay. I, I see an art up here. Um, let's see here. GOP scrambles. Trump indictment looms. Trump's looming indictment already has a concrete political effect. Uh, Joe Biden's view of Republican bill. Who cares? Um, we knew he was going to do that because he's stupid. Sure. Uh, see, now I'm, they said there was a protest and now I can't find, they said go to the Guardian on the Guardian and I can't find it. So, okay. So um, there's some footage from 23 hours ago on Twitter. Trump supporters have shut down Fifth Avenue and this was from yesterday, right outside of Trump Tower. So this was from Trump Tower. And let me see. Well, if you're going to go. protest, that would be a good place to start. Yeah. Um, let me see the latest, see if people are still out there. So Ben Collins, a uh, quick update. Pro-Trump influencers are trying to organize around anti-indictment rallies. One in New York City and one in Mar-a-Lago, mostly on Telegram. Trump fans are mostly telling each other not to go, saying it's a Fed trap. Okay, this mirrors most pro-Trump, pro-Trump protest failures since 1-6. That's terrible. I, I mean, I really hate to hear that. I really hate to hear that, that people are being told that if they show up, they'll be automatically arrested for assembly in favor of, of, um, of Well, Trump. it's, you know, here, in, insert your sarcasm tagline here. It's, it's the way <sighs> free speech works now and sarcasm because the left has to have their speech and nobody else can go against it. It is that it again. We talk. We're talking about. They point the f- finger at the the Democrats who are fascists. I don't care who you are. I'm sorry. It's the way it is. Um, and I'll I'll defend so that to the death. So what makes them fascist, Gregor? Oh, because they 
fascism is where you want the government to force businesses to do things your way. Okay, instead Which of allowing the free market. Twitter to files is all about. Yeah, right. that, that's that's a literal real time illustration. And I'm glad you brought it up to say it just so clearly. Um, because Perkins Coie is still out there hawking the same old debunked um, steel dossier. They're still trying to use a steel dossier. Oh, look, William wants to play. Oh, okay. I mean, they still want to use it. Mm-hmm. But they, everybody knows where it came from, but they still think it's an influential piece of information. <laughs> Well, you know, the truth has no place in the in the Democratic Party. Um, sorry, it, you know, it, it, it's okay. Really... So William wants to speak to us. Hello, Gregor and Sheila. How are you? Hey, welcome, um, my friend. Did you did you follow any of the protests? There was a protest yesterday, and I'm trying to see if anybody else had been following the story. Yeah, I followed it a little bit. It's a bunch of nonsense, um, you know. Trump is saying to take our country back. So that's, it's a, you know, what does it really mean? Is it, is he calling for armed, you know, insurrection again? That's the democratic tagline, you know, the whistle they're blowing. It doesn't mean that at all. It's, it's a matter of interpretation. There's no way, legally speaking, there's no way to specify it to that anyway. You know what I mean? Even if you tried to fight it in court, um, taking our country back. What through the through the vote through uh, legal? That's like every red state speaker nationwide. They always say we're going to take our country back. They've been saying it for years. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. There's nothing to it, but there is indication. There's talk out on and the social media that it's a honey trap, you know, to get people to come in in a sense and become violent, and so that there's a cause to arrest. You see what I mean? But I think anyone doing that would be foolish. We saw, of course, the shaman who, by the way, was a naval veteran who was being escorted around by nine police officers of the, we saw that, right? Tucker yeah, Carlson. We all, saw that. we all saw that. We all saw that the fellow that was supposedly struck in the head and killed with a fire extinguisher was just fine after that reported incident walking around waving people in, come on in. You know what I mean? Had a helmet on, he was fine. And then one has to question then, frankly, if you're me, I question whether Babbitt, who was a 14-year Air Force veteran, was she really killed or was that a bulletproof vest and a rubber bullet and a setup? You know, who knows? You know, movies are made. And if we know the Smith Modernization Act of 2012, which lifted the ban on domestic propaganda, that that the State Department can literally pay mainstream media to put out propaganda. If you don't know that, it's a Smith Mont Act. It's called Modernization Act of 2012 that Obama signed. Then anything's possible. So. You know, there you have it. Um, according to Tucker, he keeps saying no one died, but he doesn't allude to the Babbitt matter. But I question that now I mean, because he's, he's raised you know, the, the Ashley Babbitt. He's had Ashley Babbitt's husband who obviously buried her. So I, I don't challenge the fact that she has, she is deceased. Um, well, 
How is he being deceived? Is, this is, this is the issue. Well, there should have been a thorough investigation of that, and um, use, that is not equal use of force uh, by any means. Not to mention, she was high security when she worked for the Air Force. Let me say something to you, Sheila. Go ahead. We all saw the claim of Iraqi soldiers pulling babies out of incubators. That turned out to be a fraud. We all saw the red light in the sand in Duma, supposedly, but the international prohibition for uh, chemical weapons whistleblowers came out and said that was a fraud along with Aaron Mate and Colonel Wilkinson. We've all seen the claims of weapons of mass destruction that didn't exist. We've all heard our government lie to us into every word from the Gulf of Tonkin since. And if you listen to Smedley Butler, mm-hmm. words are racket. And John Perkins' confessions of a Nick and Oppick hitman. You and I have been lied to since we were born and before. Yeah, I mean, governments do so, lie, William. I, I'm, I'm clear on and that. And when they do that, let me finish my Go train ahead. of thought. They ha- have actors to play the role. They have people who lie in front of the camera to make you believe. So at this point, as far as I'm concerned, I don't believe, like George Carlin said, the thing my government tells me, period. I got lots of evidence on the Alice Jones matter that I presented to you. Total fraud. FBI crime table cites zero murders of 2012 in Newtown. Um, not to mention we have FOIA hearings with constant violations of subpoena, material aspects of evidence and witnesses. I mean, there's so much evidence that that's a, a FEMA op. It's outrageous. And yet that gets played off as being real. I sworn testimony. Four hours of four Oh, we've hearings. seen it. We've seen it, William. We've seen like congressional hearings that are being dismissed as as disinformation after the fact. My Absolutely. Absolutely. We, you know, it's like this uh, is bizarro world. Where I'm in a new day. Usually, after it goes before Congress, you know, it's out. This is checks and balances now, government. But now that it goes before Congress, no, they're doubling down and calling the things that were discussed in the oversight hearings as disinformation. Oh, bullshit. Oh, it has happened. Oh, I know. This is what I'm saying. It's Orwell, 1984. You will deny what you see you with your eyes. You must deny what you see your eyes and hear with your ears. It's... Joseph Gorbel, Hitler's sinister minister of culture, you know, telling I a lie often and loud enough. People believe it's true. It's the number one propaganda um, tactic. And this is what we're experiencing over and over and over again. Yeah, I, I think and it's so, a source of mental illness. To, it, it, it will make you crazy uh, if you listen to it and, and you know, kind of t- internalize it. So uh, for those of you out there, I mean, hold a grain of salt for whatever the government tells you. Even if you want more government, even if you believe that the government has a, a, a virtuous call uh, you know, to, to, to administrate for the people, um, you know, I want you to hold salt. I mean, William is, is a very valued person. He's a very valued speaker here uh, who, who contributes a lot to the program when he talks. Um, and he speaks wisely in, in most cases. He, he said everything very true. And, 
without argument. So, Gregor, your I am here. <laughs> um, I wonder why I'm echoing. Anyway, uh, you know, Cause, I... Because we've, we've both witnessed the fact that, that there have been congressional hearings and they have been discussed as misinformation, disinformation after the fact. Well, yeah, and even... You know, they, they hid all of the 44,000 hours of videotape, you know, from the... They hid it. Um, it they had to change the... They had to change the uh, Speaker of the House in order to get it released, which, as far as I'm concerned, this should have been made public record long ago. I yeah, they're deliberately the denying FOIA. So, yeah. and I've, I've been in discussions with other... You know, I've been telling other journalists they're, they're, they're obstructing FOIA... They're not supposed to do it, but I'm aware that there there is a policy under the Biden administration that if you submit a FOIA, they they feel like it's optional. The FOIA is a law, right. and especially there's a special transparency application towards DHS. The fact that they took down the CISA website the the week of the congressional hearing. And just scrubbed everything off that was misinformation, disinformation. We had been reporting that on this show, just going through the website. Tick, 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 tick. That's what we did. We went through the website. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here's the documents. Here's here's the photos from the from the website. Um, and and it it got scrubbed. And Mike Benz wrote an entire article. It's on his Twitter feed right now. It's the top tweet, meaning like it's his pinned tweet. For, the, for his profile, Mike Benz, um, and it's how CISA basically scrubbed their site. They're required, DHS is required to show us anything when it comes to mass surveillance uh, of the American people. And so far, they were compliant with the law that applied to them. But the minute that they scrubbed that website, they, they were doing so in an illegal way. Right, and... Where is the fourth estate, please? You know, because how much of this is related to that? If we had actual reporters who actually brought this up and did something about it, I, I, you know, and actually reported the news, we might be able to have a different situation. But, I mean, we, we, the U.S. has been blamed for the um, Nord Stream pipeline bombing, and I'm not saying they did or didn't, but it's just... He, that in particular reporter, who's supposed to be this prize-winning reporter who did some great reporting in the 1970s, apparently, um, you know, he has one anonymous source. You know, I'm sorry, that I don't care who you are, one anonymous source doesn't cut it for me. No, no, an, an and anonymous source is We need to have actual barely news legitimate. reporting. Yeah, we yeah have to have it's barely news legitimate. Reporting. Yeah, totally. Oh, we had somebody else. Can I comment on that Ken's briefly? Here. Um, yeah, go ahead. I mean, we brought you up to the speaker, Colin Williams, so that we can keep the conversation going. Right. Jeffrey Sachs reported on Nord Stream along with Scott Ritter a couple months ago. And they had um, radar surveillance of helicopters, um, uh, I think, coming out of our bases in Poland, you know, our allied bases, mm-hmm. and potential di- um, dropping of what was suspected to be unmanned uh, a submarine. So there, there is a lot more. I'm, I'm kind of 
like this is kind of late on the game what this reporter has come out with compared to what was come out with reliable sources prior. Did you not hear about um, Jeffrey Sachs' report on Nord Stream and also Scott Ritter? No, I haven't. I haven't followed up on the Nord Stream. It's not on my priority list. Unfortunately, oh. I've, I've tailored my priority list to be a, a lot narrower. And it's it's basically it's the Twitter file stuff, direct censorship of, of the web okay. uh, pertaining to social media, AI weaponization of AI, and and uh-huh. the surveillance mech there, and then um, uh, digital ID. And uh, CBDCs, those those are interlinked. They're very connected, um, and and then a, a few other, you know, those things are very important to me. So I have, and there's a lot of news. There's a huge glut of news, but oh, yeah. at, at this this breaking protest is something that has been almost made uh, uh, illegal. I mean, I don't, I don't even go to protests anymore, not because of fear of being arrested, but I think uh, I, I don't want to be in a class of people who are being violent because protest is being equivocated with riots, and you can't kind of distinguish them. They're no longer peaceful. Okay, and so I stopped protesting because I couldn't be a part of a peaceful protest. and Because I'd, I'd show up, it would get violent, and then I would be like, oh no. So Ben is with us. Hey Ben, um, would you like to open your mic and speak? Hi guys. Um, so I just wanted to let you know that on on Truth Social, uh, Trump has just tweeted that. Uh, well, he's he's tweeted a a tweet. Um, he's tweeted a tweet. Which, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's well, posted a post. <laughs> let's get the words right. He truths the tweet. So I don't know what that means, but um, in which it says that he's suggesting that Ron DeSantis party with underage girls at a drinking party while teaching at a school. So this is in response to the news, the press conference that DeSantis held today, in which he had he like attacked Trump basically. For, well, uh, I mean they're get they're getting ready to 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 be rivals in a in a political competition. So I'm not surprised that these are. You know, there's going to be a little mud at the beginning and all throughout. But is it believable? Like, I don't care. None of that's about public policy. Zero zero percent of that is public policy. Zero percent of it is believable. It's just character assassination. Um, I I don't care about that because it's not something that is necessarily provable or a matter of the state. So yeah, it's, um, it's they're both fun, immoral men, you know, at some context somewhere. I'm not God. I can't, like, go through their ho- the whole column of, of them. But, you know, the American public media has made it a job to, to really, you know, eviscerate each presidential candidate um, and, and to defy all levers of privacy and, and decorum. They don't give any dignity to the office of the American president. So they open the guts of, of a person who wants to to be a public administrator, like the top public administrator of our country. It's a government job, and because of the lack of privacy and the way that they are summarily invaded, I feel sorry for them, uh, but, but it is the highest office. And I, I, I never have agreed 
with the way that, um, let me say, it, it's more of the way that the, the British press will attack a person. Um, I, I don't even think it's, it's, it's barely legal. Uh, there are there were limits because he was rich. Uh, Trump was rich. He managed to keep his tax records, and a lot of and because he had no prior history as a public administrator, um, that kept a lot of his his record. There was no record to speak of. He wasn't he wasn't a government official. Now, when they start working for the government, that stuff is all targetable. It's all to be exhumed like if there's any public corruption if they were you know if they were diddling the intern at the office you know having a you know side piece and using public resources all that's game. sure but, but what's it's not it's not interesting that uh, he partied necessarily with young girls well, no it isn't it, but, <laughs> but it, it, what the interest the interest feeder is that donald trump is is going straight into the bottom of the mud pit and he's he's attacking so what that shows is that he actually views DeSantis as a real opponent, right? DeSantis just made some comment that was in in loyally language. It was a veiled attack, but it was very obviously an attack against Trump today. And then Trump re- responded with quite a serious allegation. So I don't I don't call it serious. I mean, uh, it's it might seem it's serious looking. It isn't serious. <laughs> It's serious looking. It just doesn't. It's just not serious. It's from Trump. How serious can it be? I mean, he plays. He plays a game with name calling in in all kinds of you know high school games. He plays those all the time, and you know it's frustrating because to me because it's like I understand why he does it. It's his personality, but it's like yeah, you're supposed to be better than that. So I mean, I every time he says there's you know little Marco or whatever his little little cute little jabs are it's always like you know grow up you're you know 80 you're you're pushing seven you're 70 something years old grow up it's uh it's it's what we get with Trump that's what comes with Trump if you want the Trump package that's the Trump package uh his people grab your your phone at the events and uh, just a minute Gregor I mean his people will grab your phone at events Okay, so there, there's not a lot of respect for personal boundaries, and and you know he didn't really the the surveillance state didn't really bother him too much. In fact, he he likes surveillance as long as he can listen in on other people and think that he's you know entertain the the this idea that he is some kind of god. Um, then then he's gonna go for it. So he didn't he he wanted to negotiate with the surveillance state and he wanted to play halvesies with these people and you can't they are they are dark craft from the pit of hell they they want to to turn this place into a an autocratic state and and make everyone wear the nazi nazi bandana you know if they could but they're trained to do that inside of these agencies. And it's just like, how did we get here? How did we get into this place where, well, I know how we got here. We employed Nazis in the clandestine state as soon as we opened the doors. From the inception of the CIA agency, they had Nazi-flavored sauce run through the whole thing. So, Well, I'm, I'm a fan of it even starting before that. So, 
Woodrow Wilson got the idea for Social Security from um, Weimar, Germany. Um, you know, so, I mean, we started playing that game and going down that road long before even they got here. The Nazis accelerated. We don't have to maintain in. these bad ideas, man. We, we don't have to do this. <laughs> and I think that, that Ron DeSantis might know that. We don't have to do this anymore. We don't have to, you know, on one, on one puppet hand say, we defeated Germany, and then, you know, do all this other stuff with, like, occult government. We don't have to do this. Oh, I, I'm with you on that 100%. Absolutely, we don't have to. And what we're finding is that these folks who have been educated in our fine education systems where they're taught how to be protesters, that's part of the curriculum, and that starts in junior high school and high school and, you know, probably even younger. But, I mean, in colleges, they are teaching people to protest. That's considered a class function. And they're protesting about the most ridiculous things. I mean, it was a Harvard Law just had a, a Supreme Court justice come in and they yell at him for three hours. I, you know, what kind of you you invite them in to come and then you yell at them? That's just we're supposed to have dialogue and understanding, and that's not what people are taught. They're taught to overwhelm and voice over. Yeah, I mean that that really isn't protest either. That's that's a form of struggle shaming that is that is instructionalized at the colleges. So, what has happened is very strange. Um and I don't know how precisely it got marbled into the education system, but it's happened in the last 10, 15, I would say 10 years. Um, but 10 years is enough time to, to re-educate a, a person into believing that, okay, we're going to spend four minutes on math and science, and then we're going to spend the rest of the time on political and civics do- indoctrination towards one particular outcome. And that is a misrepresentation of our resources. It is not a, represent- not a representative government. It, it doesn't reflect... The, the nature of the constituency it is it is a, a top-down uh, commandeerment of the education system and no one voted for that meaning like the, like the citizens were not involved and these means were hidden from them so it's it's ultra suspect uh, because all of the, the reporting that I've seen is that the parents are unaware of this like they don't they don't get let in like there's no pta meeting to discuss curriculum for for public approval on uh, the civics agenda at the school so ben peter or william do you have anything to say about this uh yeah i have something to say i i i think um it seems to be that you're basically defending DeSantis and you kind of uh, almost presenting him as, as a new way. But as I understand it, uh, didn't DeSantis write some kind of uh, political book a, a, a while back um, before Trump ever was really on the radar? And he basically is a, a Romney type Republican. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, both Gregor and I are libertarians. We're probably not going to vote for a Republican candidate. Are, are you with oh, me, Gregor? But, you know, so we're, we don't have a dog in the Republican fight. 
Um, but the fact that there is a protest of the Trump con- constituency in the center of New York, that is huge. That is a huge civil libertarian um, node of, of note. So, I mean, Ben, do you have anything to say towards the uh, the the civics washing of the education system? Or are you just going to play, you know, American political operative today? Do you have anything well, else to say? Well, it, there's a similar problem in, in a lot of Western countries, right? Basically, the state. A- anyone that you might be from, Ben? So, the state co-ops the education system to deliver kind of uh, pretty little helpers like corporatist drones useful idiots useful idiots <laughs> um, so yeah um, but but also you know there's an interesting kind of countercurrent in Gen Z I think with uh, there's actually quite a few influencers who are fairly based use that word and um, they're you know they influence millions or tens of millions young people quite successfully and um, actually I think uh, a lot of the kind of intelligence states worrying about so-called radical right-wing kind of young people is basically a response to that okay Uh, speakers do you have anything to add to that I have some I want to give Peter a chance to speak before I jumped in. Did he? Did he want to speak or? Oh, Peter. Well, yeah. um, I, I just wanted to get done with Ben's comments first, because Ben was. Speaking. Oh, I thought you were. I'm sorry. Okay, so did you have anything to say towards towards what Ben was was speaking towards? Well, any comments whatsoever. Um, I just see things. Uh, Having grown up in this country and uh, been lied to from our government since I can remember, perhaps I just have a more straightforward approach. Um, I'm sick and tired of the uh, propaganda from both parties, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, follow the money in any crime, any racketeering act, and you will see a revolving door between K Street and the Capitol building between uh, uh, staffers and uh, 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 transnational corporations. And, and it really is right left wing as far as I'm concerned as part of the same corrupt uh, ass. You got right and left feet. <laughs> Two cheeks like on the same rear end. Two, same dirty ass. I'd like okay. to take credit for that, but that would be Moats. That would be the mother of all talk shows. Um, what's the fellow's name from Britain? I'm having a moment here. I can't remember. He he originally coined the... May that not, may not be exact quote, but anyway, I could see him in my mind. He's got the hat on and the glasses. He was a politician of Britain. Moats, mother of all talk shows. So... We hear it in America is right and left wing part of the same corrupt bird. And so I don't, I, I, we can look at these, uh, subcommittee hearings or these committee hearings. You know, we see a lot of testimony. Uh, then there's testimony that's not presented. Like, for example, uh, Sheila in the live chat, I've, I've got 
Um, Ego Health Alliance. What? Wait a minute. Oh, Ego Health. You you post a lot from the Ego Health Alliance. I didn't come and call. I'm just okay. Just just take it. We'll we'll go back to Gregor. No, no, no. I that. They can wait. Eco Health Alliance. You have Dr. Andrew Huff. There's where he's outing the the line of money through Eco Health Alliance. Dr. Andrew Huff, who was vice president of Eco Health Alliance, and he's gone public. And he's uh, hang on a second. So there's the interview of Dr. Andrew Huff. Um, they created the COVID-19 virus using gain of function in a number of laboratories in the United States. Mm-hmm. And they sent it over to Wuhan. They funded it there. And he's got the paper trail and the money trail. Yep. Did, was he called before Congress? No. We heard, um, is a Robert uh, Redfield testify, but not... Dr. Andrew Huff, why not? He's came out with this a couple months ago. And he said he submitted it to Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. So now that's Ron Johnson in the Senate. But certainly he could have worked through the whatever chain of command on the Republican side to get this man called as a witness. I don't know that he was. I didn't see any of the word that he was. But certainly a man who's been VP of Eco Health Alliance who's got the by the way, the documents are embedded in that um, gateway punted um, link I sent. So okay. whatever I, I always try and provide evidence to anything I bring up. You know okay. that in your okay. life. That, that sounds great. Do you have anything to say towards what Ben was saying? To be honest with you, I listened to Ben and none of, I, maybe it was me and I was trying to understand what his point was, but it sounded detached from my reality. I really didn't know what he was getting at. Okay. Gregor, Gregor do you have anything with. to say? I mean, do you have anything to add to, to, to the points that Ben was was making? Well, I'm, I'm afraid I had a little trouble, too, following. Maybe I'm just stupid, but that's, about, that's quite a possibility. So, you know, we're not going <laughs> to um, argue about that. Um, but uh, I... You know, I'm not a fan of DeSantis, I'm not a fan of Trump, I'm not a fan of anybody, they all have their problems, um, yeah. you know, and, and Ben posted the link with the, you know, Trump tweeting about uh, DeSantis high school teacher or high school education when he was an educator in discretion, which, okay, whatever, um, you know, I'm not one to put a lot of credence in things that happened 50 years ago. Or in this when case, he didn't even have a ago. government job, right? When he, well, and and I don't know, you know, I, that's just a picture can be taken out of contents. Trump captioned that, and I would have to verify that that's really where that picture came from. So, I'm afraid I'm such a doubter of everybody now that it's you know the old trust but verify. Yeah, I barely right. trust, and I've, I've got to verify before I can even trust. And I don't it, have time. I don't have yeah. time for that. That foolishness like i think it's it's a foolish waste of my time it doesn't influence what i think of him as a as a civic actor now um, i just why we were talking though i did do a couple of quick searches here with my good my good fascist buddy and um <laughs> we uh, i found some a couple of things that are of interest given the whole protest in new york apparently they're 
putting hardly any block barricades outside of the courthouse for Tuesday's event. Okay. And apparently reporters are currently lined up around the block waiting for that to happen. So the only people that are really at the courthouse right now are reporters, and there's literally looks like thousands of them of just reporters um, all you know, standing insane. in line waiting for this to happen. Uh, wow. Also, the uh, House... The House Judiciary Committee has sent a letter to the uh, prosecuting and asking, demanding that he come and testify about what he's about to do to find out what the cause is. So the federal government is already getting involved in this. And now this was a letter request telling him to come oh. testify. It was not a subpoena. I want to make sure that that's, you know, there is a difference there. But, um, you know, there's they've got, they've got a, a vehicle rolling around the courthouse showing the press lined up you know blocking an entire sidewalk anyway it's not they're not blocking the street but they're you know at least a full block of nothing but crammed in uh news people so you know the news people are going to eat all eat this up because that's what they want again as i mentioned the other day these are charges that he's already been that the case for the federal government was dropped on the same charges because they found no misconduct. They couldn't twist it and couldn't twist it enough to make him anything stick. Then I don't know why they think they're going to be able to twist something in state law that will stick if they couldn't get the federal law to do anything. So, you know, to me, this is obviously such a political game, um, and that's that's what bothers me. And we don't have reporter mainstream we don't have well mainstream lamestream we don't have any any media hardly uh it's hard to find media that's actually reporting on the facts and therein lies the problem i really think that you know i mean i i remember when reagan got shot i was in high school and not that that dates me at all but um one of the big things about it was you know, there was a news report handed to some of the reporters. One of the reporters on television, he looked and he says, did we have this? Con-? He looked back and said, do we have this confirmed? And they said, well, that's we have good. It from- that's actually well, a sign of health. Well, and, did, and that's did, the did thing we is they this? said, well, we, we, we got this from this source. And he said, yeah, but did you confirm it? And they said, well, no, he said, I can't read this and, and threw, it, threw it aside. That's great. And that's, a, that's a sign of real health. Yeah. And I think it was, no, it wasn't Walter Cronkite. It was somebody else, but um may have been Peter Jennings or somebody, but I mean, it was, you know, it was, but also the media lied to me at that time too, as William has testified often, you know, that we've been lied to for forever, but we have nobody that's questioning anything and nobody that's even looking everything at hand served to them. They're given information by whomever wants to give the information and that's what's reported. That, that's a really great point. Uh, Lawrence is being critical of, of me and, and the program because we, we, in, we basically intimated that, that protesters have landed on New York. They were, in fact, there yesterday protesting. So um, to discuss it today is, is, um, is something worth discussing and speaking about. Um, so there's a couple of other news items that are in the uh, – so Michael Tracy is, is really amplifying on a, on a repeat basis that there's a lot of saber, saber rattling – around China. Um, ben, do you have any brief thoughts about that before we move to Peter? Peter is a, our, our pro-China guy, and, and he has probably a need-want to, to respond to some of that. 
Okay. So, okay. I don't know how this got reordered, but I didn't reorder this. So, Peter, so the gist is this, is that there's a lot of, um, we're going to go to to war with China rhetoric coming from voices uh, in the government. And that's not a debate where congressional leaders have assembled and we said, okay, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who's not necessarily pro-China. I am not pro-China. I, I, I'm very unhappy with the way things have, have come across to, to the Americas from China, particularly the way that the drugs and the PLA have been applied to uh, the Dragon Triangle in the Northwest, and of course the whole southern border, which does impact my family and uh, the state that I live in and has probably impacted other things, you know, my whole life. But the fentanyl and and the human trafficking are kind of hand-in-hand. Um, and there is some socialist NGOs that are at work, hard at work with their abogados, you know, right there in El Paso saying, no, 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 just, just run it, just run it, just run it. They'll 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 get you later. Peter, you with us? Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Well, because you had a lot of uh, you're laying out a lot of facts that uh, I need to kind of listen closely, right? <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm a pro-China. I'm just uh, I'm like you, uh, being an Irish, in love of uh, Ireland. <laughs> so I'm, and uh, there's nothing wrong. For a Chinese guy like myself, you know, not to respect, uh, you know, the land where my ancestor uh, are buried, right? So okay, okay. I mean, that's, that's for, fair enough. Yeah, there's nothing wrong to be Jew and like uh, Israel. I mean, you can. Say I will admit that alcohol. there was a China before Mao. You know, and the thing is, is that the the, the current like, you know, fascist communist mm-hmm. regime mm-hmm. that that is the Chinese state. I know. Is, is not, of course. It does not make a, a col- whole of the Chinese identity. It's just the politics a, of the day. A colonizer will love the China before Mao because China is being colonized. Of course. I mean, the rapist definitely loved the woman she's rape- he's raping. <laughs> I'll just tell you that. So this is not just, just all, all comparable. But I, I want to just call because I really got caught up with this title, the NYC protest. Did you I actually... I was initially disappointed that uh, there actually is no protest because of Lawrence posted on the chat room. So Lawrence, so I, Lawrence I bowed out. out. He, he bucketed out. out. Yeah, he bowed out he, because actually I think Lawrence is wrong because uh, now that being a Trump supporter, I fo- do follow a very popular Trump channel. It's called the Right Side Broadcasting. And they actually scheduled a five o'clock today, uh, live streaming of a Trump protest in NYC. So I believe there is, there will be one because, uh, this channel actually is the one among the earliest alternative media supporter of Donald J. Trump. I stopped following them since 2015, not because I'm a Trump supporter, because I think, I think they really put up something very entertaining because uh, I always said in my show, the indictments of Trump, indictments of plurals here, will make O.J. Simpson trial chicken shit. 
So I think we should all relax and uh, sit back, get our popcorns, and enjoy the show. This is going to last all the way to oh my god election, and uh, let's all celebrate,、yeah. okay, as Americans. So we should all be、okay. proud of being American. <laughs> all right, not, not about pro-China thing. I mean, Sheila. Sheila, so I, you know, about China was separate topic. Like I said, I am seriously contemplating on having another show, more of an ad hoc, could be daily. I will call it geopolitics equals ethnopolitics. Everything geopolitics. Everything China. Yeah, I, I'm, you're gonna、anything. scare me right away because I, I can't. I, I'm totally numb. I disassociate from my body every time. Someone brings up the issue of race now because it's just—I'm done. I know. <laughs> I mean, at first I was sensitive. I'm like, I want to—I want to give attention to it, but that was 2015, and all they have done is turn this into like this metastasizing, you know, like land and policy grab, where it has nothing to do with race anymore. And then it, now, if you oppose any of their policy points at all, you're a racist. And I'm like, how did that happen? How did that happen? Yeah, I, I, how did I, be, how I, did I become、yeah. a racist? And and I'm like I'm not I'm not there I'm just not there I I you know I'm, I'm listening to all of the voices I encourage people to come up here This is a very diverse well it's seemingly diverse panel and um you know I want it to be a diverse panel but I, I'm most of the diversity d- diversity here、uh, but all the same I don't invalidate the voices that are present. Um, I, I invite invite the people to say qualified good things or or you know relevant things、uh, on the program you know topical things. So I mean you've done you've done well, Peter. We're gonna go ahead and take Lance. If you have any, do you have any other remarks before I move on? I mean we still have China. No, no.、With. I just、uh, want to. Sh- no, no, n- n- nothing about China today. But I just want to point out that there's a five o'clock YouTube live stream from this、uh, Riseide Broadcasting. Network, which I do follow since 2015. So, enjoy. Okay, okay.、Yep. So there's there is that, there is that. We're gonna take Lance. How you doing, Sheila? Hey, Lance. You, you, have you got anything on on topic today? Yeah, sure. Hey, by the way, Peter, I don't know. I'm gonna challenge you. I know you say, "Oh, Lance, why is everybody afraid of you?" Sheila's not, of course.、Uh, I want to challenge you to a debate. <laughs> Now, I know you don't got a lot of time, but you pick the time. I want to debate you because there's a few. You have great things to say. We agree on a lot. We disagree on a lot. I want to challenge you to a debate. I, that's all I'm saying. Because I've been trying to set up some debates,、uh, and so I'm going to challenge you to one. So now, Sheila. Yes. Here's the thing. Now I don't know where you stand on this Trump thing. So Trump's doing his thing. Okay, so I, I guess you could say I'm like socialisty. I'm, I'm definitely not left anymore. I've, I've been learning more and more in my late stage of life here. Well, hopefully it's not that late stage, but you know. So forget that. But I'm definitely radical, socialist. You know,、uh, trans fine. I don't know about kids. Okay, so great. So that's where I stand politically. But I want to know what do you guys think about this? I mean, do you think this is like, oh my God, they're protesting in New York?、Uh, let let the law do its thing. I think it's absurd, by the way. Let me explain. Nixon was told by Republicans he had to go. It wasn't people on his side of the aisle. Right, right, and, and that, nine- that's totally legit. That's a right, totally right, right. legit and, thing to happen. Right, right. So, in, and in 1968, right on the heels of wonderful, I mean, real legislation of civil rights and food stamps and medical, and it was funded. It wasn't just virtue signaling. Two years later, 
did people say, oh, we got to protect Johnson? Come on, us lefties. He's doing such wonderful things. They protested en masse against the war at the Democratic National Convention. This was the lefties. This was the people who were getting shit done. This was the people that Martin Luther King had meetings with Johnson and he was getting stuff done. It was a different it was a different age. It was a totally different leftist party. You know, or the left end of, of the world was totally different. I mean, uh-huh. it just wasn't communitarian. What we've got is some communitarian uh, nihilistic hybrid that is like post-Soviet disgruntled hey, assholes who came over and, and, and said, no, we're not going to let go of communism. We're going we're gonna to wreck America and, and you know, get in yeah, there but- and, and, and reorient policy and, and wash things so that so that it comes out completely reverse. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back a little further because it's true that there was a lot of freedom. We had pretty affluent. This was not like people were being so badly oppressed like slavery or something in the 60s I'm talking about, you know, which a lot of this stuff fomented in the 50s. Okay, yeah, we had the, you know, and then the media, blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's go back to World War One. Speaking of Trump being indicted, okay, when the robber barons held power, it was a very different situation. You didn't have like a great big middle class that could protest. You Trump had was like an infant. Can I, can I make the point? So in the robber baron era, Eugene Debs, a communist or socialist, he got a million votes from jail. He got 6% of the popular vote. So, yeah, maybe in the 60s it was, uh, you know, more free and a different social culture. The social culture was oppressive. Woodrow Wilson was putting people in jail for fighting it, for even speaking against World War One. I'm done with everybody making excuses about but it was different then. Well, Lincoln got elected in six years after the Republican Party started. Oh, but it was different that we got the freaking internet now trump used twitter i'm done with the excuses i'm blaming sheila and lance and peter we have the power it's our fault if they steamroll us we've got more access to knowledge than ever the american people how about the people in the montgomery boycott how about okay. slaves how about how, India? how about the twitter files and how about the government who has centralized atrocious so atrociously with the with the globalists and how how about the national security state making this this kind of this subtle subtle compact between the Latin American dictators slash cartel workers and uh, and the national security state and and the communitarian interest uh, in, in say like the left ended academia specifically the state of California. Okay, well, if they're, now, I guess then if they're that big, bad, and powerful, we better just fold up our tent and go home. I'm a populist, and I will refuse to believe that. Well, we it's, it's, I'm it. telling you, I'm not saying that, that the, the game is over. I'm not saying, you know, pack it up. That's not who I am. You know, I, I, hope, I hope you'll stop by to get to know me a little better. I'm an activist. I'm currently working on these issues. And uh, I think that the more awareness that we generate over things that are actually illegal... Uh, that that you can be inspired to do something, Sheila, something about them. Sheila, here's what I'm saying. Ralph Nader says that we can get one percent of the people together. We can we can turn this place over. He said that 500 signatures or a thousand. I hear so little. I hear so little about. Yeah, guys, what we're going to do is yeah, Trump gets to protest in New York. So let's go ahead and do something positive. Well, let's Lance from- get a clipboard and get door knocking, bro. I I'm do. Not, I'm not your woman. 
I, I do. I do it every day. That's okay. why I'm saying I talk okay. about the power we have and the things that we can do. Everybody wants to talk about how hard and how different and it was different then and it was better then. If we could only go back to those days, I say, no, it's defeatist. And I'm sorry. I think what you're saying is defeatist. It's Let me ask you this question to change the topic a little bit. January 6th, protesters, some are going to go to jail for 50 years, some a lot. Okay. Good thing or a bad thing? January 6th, protesters. Round them up and throw them throw away the key or, or or just realize that it was a well i don't think it's an issue of collective punishment let me just take that one right off the board right there i think this is an an, an issue if there was a crime that was committed you every single case should be looked at judiciously if a crime was committed but you cannot just ascribe like collective punishment to people for their presence at the capitol during an event that is like that's like saying people that who attended the Ohio State uh, protest and were shot at uh, were were in fact all victimized by the police. They weren't. There were only a few casualties, but the police who who did the shooting were at fault. Boy, I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear you say that because I thought you would, Sheila, because I think that whenever I talk to you, which isn't all that often, you have, it's Sheila. I hear Sheila's voice. I don't hear Sheila who went online. Maybe you did and you got some information, but I know that you think things through and you come out with your own thought, not what some media tells you. I love that. So here's the thing. I'm glad you see that because frankly, we got the truckers convoy. We have black, we have the George Floyd protest. I supported them equally and nobody can believe me. You can't. No, I believe. Right, right, and I think you're you're along those lines too. And I'm not trying to grill you on whether you agree with Lance or not. But here's the other thing: I said to people, right, January 6th, oh yeah, it was a riot, insurrection. I said, good. Then you must be thrilled with what's happening to the Atlanta cop city people because they're going to get the same treatment, like seditious conspiracy for the insurrectionists who weren't, and you're going to call the, the, the Atlanta City cop protesters, you're going to call them domestic terrorists. So this is what I love. On the left, yeah, throw all those bums. And I'm not saying you're saying this about Trump. How dare they go protest in New York? The guy's in jail. Well, the, the communists, the, the, the proletariat did it for Eugene Debs, so the right wing gets to do it too. This idea in America that, oh, he's in jail. He's just like uh, everyone... Hey, maybe he should go to jail. My thing is, let's have a group trial. Let's add Bush, Obama. Let's add uh, Clinton and all of them. I'll give Carter a pass because he's in hospice. But they're all war criminals. I want to see Trump in a jail cell right next to all the other ones. I don't want to see him not going to jail. I want them all to go to jail. <laughs> yeah, that's a, real, that's a real advertisement for trying to run for the highest office of the United States. What do you say, Gregor? <laughs> Um, not sure I want to step in this pile, but, um, you know, Lance, I'm a little confused because I got the impression that you wanted to put everybody in jail and then you said you didn't. So I was a little confused by that. Don't answer me yet. And thank you. And, um, you know, I, that's my, that is my thing with the protest coming up is that there is different justice for different people and it's all based on their politics um most of the people that we have currently incarcerated without trial or hearing or charge Mm -hmm. for the january 6 events based on what evidence that has now been released are guilty of walking through a public building within the red ropes and that's most of them now there were people that committed crimes and those people should be tried according to the law 
I'm not saying that we should let everybody off. I'm just saying that we should be trying people according to the law. The reason we have a constitution and we have written laws, our big 5,000-year leap was to get away from being at the whims of a king or sovereign of some sort mm -hmm. yeah. and following laws based on structure, not based on who, how, how much money you have. It's been corrupted without question, yet what we should be striving to get back to with whatever means necessary, including, you know, taking out the clipboards, as Lance pointed out, okay. is getting back to a constitution where people are tried and convicted on evidence, not because of their skin color, not because of who they believe is, is correct, not because they have a political difference with those in power. Okay. Does anybody want to talk to you? And I'm just going to try to flip back to the subject matter at hand that, that I that I uh, put up here. It, it was Mike Tracy's comments that there is just a continual saber rattling on Taiwan and an end of war with China. Does anyone want to approach this? Oh, I can play with that game too. Um, you know this. I wrote an article last year in May that we were going to be at war with China before 2024. Um, and the reason There's I... There's a reason why. Why did you say that? Well, because Biden's going to need that to win. Oh, and it is sense. it is a common tactic to... has been a common tactic to, of major politicians to get us into war. So we're using the conflict in the Ukraine to get people spiced up we're using all the things going on in taiwan and what i know about what i know about it is china is desperate they have food problems they have all kinds of problems that they're, they're not able to fix and so they're going to have to get more resources and the way you get resources is you hurt the people they're trying to they're messing with india there is actually a shooting war going on between india right, and china right. right now in the himalayas yeah um and you know and so they're trying to be expansionist the question is whether they will be successful or not mm -hmm. and we're suddenly yelling and screaming about you know defending taiwan a country that we don't even recognize as a country and well personally Trump i'm all i'm not it. saying i'm not saying that we shouldn't <laughs> defend i'm not saying we shouldn't defend taiwan i just say we should be approaching this completely differently china met with our people in alaska last year and said, well, you're not coming from a party of strength. Why should we even talk to you? And essentially, at our own conference, on our own nation, sent us away. And they, but China was correct. They, they wanted to do that. They said oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, situation. No, they, were, they wanted to do that. Yeah, so they, the whole they, thing but was, they also wanted to see what our reaction was, which is essentially mm -hmm. nothing. And, you know, proving again that this, this administration is incredibly illogical and incredibly weak and they just don't understand i don't think they understand anything they only understand what they want and what they want seems to be a pipe dream okay so i don't think the leaders of china want a hot war with the united states that's my instinct is that most people die, people die in wars and so far you know they've been co-engaged with and and a really poisonous vector of the American government that actually hates and is very scared of the American people. This is my own personal perspective, is that there is a segment of, of 
the people who, who are in the government, the bureaucratic class that actually hate the American people. They hate us. They hate us, they're afraid of us, and they want us to be punished, and, and they want to hurt us. I don't Agreed. know why, but uh, we haven't, I, I can't imagine what we have done to them, uh, and, and of course they're never going to tell us, because I think the point is to have a villain or to make a villain of the American people so that they can kind of just do whatever they want. But they know that they need to, to make uh, a villain out of us so that it's like, okay, this is the opponent. I need to dominate them so that I can win. Rather than, you know, this is what I want to do. I'm just going to do it. You know, and, and it's it seems like kind of a, a form of, of hubris, you know, to have the, the American public as, you know, a, a villain. Um, but... You know, this is this is how they want to do their drama. This is how they want to do. Um, so. I, I'd like to comment on that if I can. Go ahead. Okay. All right. First, I did put in the live chat information on the Smith-Monk Modernization Act of 2012, which allows domestic propaganda by our State Department through all forms of media and mm-hmm. for our media to be compensated for it. Keep that in mind. Okay. Pin on that. Um, here's how I see the world, a little differently, Sheila. Mm-hmm. Do you ever, remember the movie um, Network? I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore, Mr. Right, Beale? Right, right, yes. There's a scene called The Corporation where he's where Mr. Beale, the actor, is walked up the stairs by Robert Duvall, who's his program manager, and he meets with a corporatist, some random corporatist, and he closes the door behind him and he... Mr. Beale, you've disrupted the international. Uh, oh, right. I saw that scene. Money. There are no borders. There are no nations. It's all money, the international transaction. And so he's breaking it down for him. You remember that? That right. guy did a tremendous job. And, you know, uh, so I highly suggest anyone could watch that YouTube clip for free. You know, forgot about uh, it. I right? did forget about it. 1976, very pressing. Of course, it was going on then too, and so that's my so that's my response to all this. This is these are transnational corporations. Um, they've set up the trade agreements in such a way the from NAFTA to the Beijing to Asian to the TPP um, for manufacturing in China and uh, a progressive. A demolition, uh, controlled demolition of our manufacturing here in the United States. Um, because why? Because they can manufacture with very little labor laws and environmental regulations in China, India, Cambodia, pick a country. You see what I mean? And so, uh, Mexico too. This is all about profiteering at the cost okay. of. Okay. Uh, that is yeah. definitely a, a valid viewpoint to consider. I'm going to go to the uh, live chat. Uh, so Lance had said, he's purplepundit.com, uh, we're about as likely to have a hot war with China as we are with Canada. We uh-huh. know it. China knows it. A saber rattling is merely an annoyance to China. They know a mere threat of war and our economy shuts down. Uh, America won't be denied stuff. It's why Palestine happens. And Get me my sneakers here in three hours. Train safety be damned. Train safety be damned, yeah. Okay, well, that that's Lance's take. Um, you know, I'm not sure, I'm not sure I agree with that, but, you know, I mean, that, that's certainly a perspective. 
Um, we've got, I guess, you know, we've been on here a while, hour and 16 minutes. Um, I want to try to get to this third story here. Let me see here. Okay, so Mike Benz. Here's what he said. Like clockwork, a moment a politician interferes with the Latin American drug cartels who have long had a very strange relationship with the United States national security state, then foreign policy establishment press outlets try to inflate a takedown predicate, activating the censorship industry. And then he gives he cites several examples uh, indicating uh, the Prime Minister of El Salvador, uh, Naya Bukele. And um, so he's an interesting character, this, this Bukele. Uh, he's cleaned up El Salvador to make it a much safer place. He's, he's used prisons to put people away that were criminals. Hope you're hearing me. Is everybody hearing me all right? I hear you fine. Okay, great. Um, sometimes the audio will cut out. Uh, anyhow, uh, so that's Mike Benz, and he's the kind of the Freedom for Foundation on uh, the Foundation for Freedom Online, and he has made a lot of of really important discoveries that we've cited here on the Unsanctioned Citizen that have been very useful, um, and also kind of riding in tandem bike with the the Twitter files and the discoveries in the Twitter files. So, um, a lot of people don't think censorship is as tasty of a, of a plate. I, I think it's really important because a lot of people have been cut off. They, they are at fault. The government is at directly at fault. They have directly censored American citizens and their voices for saying things that they did not want said. And so now they're, you know, if it's not enough to be a, a loud squawker on the matter of your own personal health and COVID, you know, on natural immunity, because that's, that's, they targeted people who were against vaccine passports, which I was. I'm, I'm like squarely in their, their, you know, their hot zone of, you know, like I was pro natural immunity. I was anti vaccine passport. I was like, I don't want to take your vaccine if I have natural immunity. And why are you trying to force it? And so some of the people who were openly resisting, um, were were on tape and you know this is a spiral that will will keep going uh, but what I want to narrow this down to is one particular point is that they had terminology through this this virality project um, and it was the surveillance state and in certain CMS it will basically wipe out because it's been labeled dangerous speech okay as harm and but before I go any further the context of harm is what, you know, legal scientists and legal people in these left-wing universities have been really trying to narrow down, and they, they want to make harm a, a thing of regulation, a thing of uh, incidents, a thing of, of, of a crisis nature of the moment. And what that means is that harm doesn't have a concrete definition for the law and so if you hand it to a regulator the the regulator can merely say well this is this this act is harmful uh, because I said it's harmful and because I said it's harmful now it's harmful so they can take a legal matter like your speech and say 
This speech is now harm. There you go. And now it's cut out. So it can be labeled dangerous, harmful, unsafe by the legal establishment as a, as a matter of a regulatory scaffolding. And then they come after you. They, they just will gin anything up. They will just, they gin it up anyway. But they have to have a structure and this is it. This is it. So dangerous speech. To mention the surveillance state or any dissent against the surveillance state was labeled dangerous speech, unsafe speech, untrustworthy speech. Okay? So this is how they were doing it. So there's a list of terms. So I, I, you can kind of figure out which systems are already automating the request from the federal government if you plug those terms into the CMS and it automatically like screws it up or blanks out and, and it flips out and the, the CMS won't process your, your request because you entered in, just like chat GPT, I can't respond to that. That's a dangerous thing to say. Um, that's automation. So you can find out which, which social media uh, players have been affected if you plug in some of these clandestine terms, these, these contraband terms like the surveillance state or natural immunity. If you, if you punch in those, those terms into the CMS block where you type in, I'd like to, to here's a funny picture of my cat, you know, um, and it, it, just, it just goes berserk. It goes bananas and it, and it doesn't process your request reverts it directly to draft or it just deletes it, um, then you have been struck by the censorship monster. So, I just want to say that. Would anybody want to respond to any of that? And they are working on making it, as you pointed out, it's, the automation is incredible. Um, you know, when you, when you play with things like chat beach, GPT and stuff, they're, it's it's there in full force. Um, you know, I I've used been using that to just to get to know it for a while um, via the Bing interface, um, and you know you can it's you can find information there, but the information is always a slanted a certain way, and then I'm not one of those guys that sits there and tries to hack the thing and says I'm going to delete you if you don't tell me the truth. I'm more of a just use it like a computer because it's to me it's just a device um threatening a device is kind of insane um but uh you know it it the information you provided is all the same left-handed authoritarian is the best source for it and people are going to get used to seeing that and so therefore again it's going to be made worse and the original concept for chat bg when Elon Musk promoted the idea of the OpenAI program was to make it so it could be copied and used and, and restructured by everybody, but we're not seeing anything restructuring it in such a way that it's actually honest. We're only seeing the structuring in such a way where it's woke. And that's the tools they're using you know, they're using the emotional response in order to keep us isolated and to keep us uh, doing the same thing over and over again, though this is, quote, not insane.
end quote, which I think it is, but that's beside the point. I'd like to add some comments to that, um, Gregor and Sheila. Oh, uh, before you life- speak, William, I just want you to know, Gregor, that that uh, if if you challenge me, I will call you a sexist and a racist, and and get mad and throw a tantrum and throw up on your shoes. Just joking. But they're waterproof, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I have the same uh, 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 gift of uh, vomit in my challenges. No, I mean, it was just over this last speech. I, I'm, I'm clearly joking. I'm clearly joking with, with Gregor. I know you are. Okay, because so I, I don't have any waterproof shoes on right now, so I just wanted to check that. All right, so anyway, so <laughs> um, I'm in my stocking feet. Um, so a couple things here. We have the weaponizing of psychiatry which is very relevant now because Washington just passed a, or they proposed a bill and the James Corbett report covers this. So there's a link in the chat, the state Senate political enemies to wait, wait, they want to be able to submit political enemies and dissent the psych wards, you know, so that's the thing. No, that's the thing they did. They, they did this in Canada and there's a, there's a link I put in, uh, the expose covered this. This was Children's Health Defense Fund, Dr. Bregan, and there's all kinds of uh, documentation in, embedded there along with video. So, you know, there's that link. And then there's this one on Washington. And so this is Legislature House Bill 1333, establishing the Domestic Violent Extremism Commission. Oh, now we have a commission there for me now would, according to its critics, criminalize thought and expression under an invented category of offenses called domestic violent extremism and allow the state's attorney general, the AG, to prosecute some people for words and speech rather than violent acts. Boy, you're really going down a rabbit hole now, aren't we? So, and then, or we should put people in danger, like you challenged Remember how it was when you challenged a COVID uh, mainstream, um, call it uh, propaganda. I don't know what else to call it as it's turned out, because according to the Brooks Jackson, Brooke Jackson trial that's pending now and the oral arguments, um, guess what? They never fulfilled, Pfizer never fulfilled the um, contract to provide a vaccine that stopped transmission, number one. Number one, it does not stop. They never tested it for that. It does So they violated the contract. This is all going to be argued out in court, by the way. And that's uh, attorney Robert Barnes. So one, stop transmission. Two, that it was supposed to prevent disease, which it does not. It may be a therapeutic for some people, possibly lessen symptoms, but in others may cause a lot more uh, vaccine adverse events than, in other words, the uh, risk benefit ratio may not be in the favor of taking it. And you have, um, the Surgeon General of Florida making a strong case for that, um, along with, uh, the Attorney General of Florida. So DeSantis and, um, Joseph Latipo, along with, uh, Senator Ron Johnson out of Wisconsin. And of course, we have all these subcommittee hearings now and all this evidence coming out that we're talking about. So look at how it's all played out now or playing out. 
Isn't it interesting, you know? And what can we say about it other than don't we all feel betrayed? Imagine if you took the vaccine, how you'd feel now. I didn't. You know what I mean? And But I was trying to talk to my relatives and friends. Please listen. There's vitamin D3. There's zinc, zinc ionophores. There's studies in the NIH library all about 2010 on zinc and zinc ionophores being effective. You know, there's got WebMed on elderberry going back to 1991 being effective for respiratory illnesses. I mean, we're talking NIH library material. Now, they update that and they change it. Why? You know, <laughs> very interesting. But the, the point I'm trying to make is uh, there's also now ivermectin, new studies out on ivermectin and e- efficacy that keep coming out. And I just put one in the live chat. The truth about ivermectin and that is presenting all sides, that is a zero hedge. So, you know, um, I think it's uh, we're in a awful place where uh, the free exchange of medical ideas, of political ideas, uh, 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 is being uh, censored and demonized, don't you think? I mean, what else can we I, say? I, I, I'm very glad to be having a, an open conversation with you here today. That's all I can say is because when I left Washington State, I was I was clearly in a devastated state. I mean, de- devastated place emotionally and psychologically for... Um, just feeling completely surrounded by people who had just been indoctrinated. Like I said, they were pulling, they were pulling citizens out of their car and beating the crap out of them for having a Trump bumper sticker. And then they didn't prosecute. So the state was kind of in on, you know, publicly allowing violence to their, to their opponents. And I'm like, wait a minute. And they definitely, were violent with other parties. So, I mean, I, I actually got like death stares for walking around with it, with, you know, I thought was a pretty funny shirt, Gregor. It, I have the, the porcupine and it was, you know, feel the Johnson 2016. That was, that was the phrase. <laughs> it was, it was Gary Johnson. And it was, you know, it was feel the I burn for burning. Well, this is feel the Johnson. Because of Gary Johnson. And uh, so I, I had a, a porcupine shirt, uh, which is the animal. You know, it's the, the mule for the Democrats, the elephant for, um, it's the elephant for the Republicans. And of course, the, the animal for our party is, is a porcupine in the Libertarian Party. So I had the porcupine with Field of Johnson 2016. I got death stares. I got death stares for that shirt. But it also indicated I didn't vote for Trump, but I didn't vote for Clinton either. <laughs> so you can't, you know, you can't implicate me in that battle. And uh, so, but anyways, I, I, people think it, you know, I'm just making it up. You're not, you know, dude, it. I can't believe it. People would just, you know, they would get out their phones because I had a thing, you know, it's not a legal sticker yet, you know, and, and there were people taking photos of my car 
like these these Asian kids. They they would take photos of my car because I had bumper stickers, and they were like, "I'm gonna take a photo of you. Like you're doing something wrong right now." And I'm like, "What could I possibly be doing wrong that you would want to film me?" And uh, it was it was really something to behold that that the the mental stranglehold on that community is so thick that you can't you can't know what it is that you did wrong you can't know what your crime is uh you're you're completely isolated and you and people don't necessarily tell you what's going on you know unless unless you're dialed into the to the mothership they don't tell you what your crime is because it's the crime of the day. It's the two minutes of hate. So that's how deep in the kimchi Seattle, Washington, and Washington State is. You know, the culture is is so lefty inculcated. And it, that I had neighbors coming up to me in the supermarkets and apologizing for the, the for the slavery of their race. And, and I'm like, this is getting so weird. All of this is so weird. And um, Gregor, I don't know what your experience is in Oregon right now, but I, I think you know since you're there on the ground, I have to ask. You know, are you still with us? I am still with us. <laughs> okay, good. You want to give a Pacific Northwest report about you know what is it like up there right now? Well, if you live in Portland, Salem, or Eugene, you are a leftist nut job. It's just the way it works. If you live just outside of Portland, like me. Um, my Hillsborough is, <sighs> Hillsborough is a, is a very Hispanic heavy, um, community. And I mean, our nickname by some jerks is Hillsburrito because, you know, our Spanish population is so strong. And, uh, I find that there's a decent mix of people, um, though they still here in Hillsborough lean, lean left. Now you drive five minutes down the road south away from Portland and all of a sudden you're in MAGA country and probably geographically speaking, 70% of Oregon is red and the rest is deep Royal blue. Um, and it, and it's really interesting because I, I just was reading for a while, a while back I was reading a, a book that was literally the notes from the Oregon constitutional convention when they became a state in 1859 and we have always been a primarily a very left-leaning state even back then yeah. though we joined the union it was just barely that we joined the union in, in 1859 um i mean like barely and the problem was is that there were just enough republicans um or, or whigs at the beginning and then republicans later just enough to keep us from becoming a slave state and the biggest debates was on the color of the people that could carry weapons um was you know much of the debate was about that that's the kind of state we have we have states here and we have cities here that apparently still have some old laws that at sunset if you're a person of color you're supposed to get off the street now they're not uh. enforced of course but they're not taken down either so this city is, and, and it's just incredible. I mean, we spent two years of rioting, violent rioting. I don't care. I mean, I saw it in 
the news. I saw the results as I drove through the town. Uh-huh. You know, this place was really ravaged for two years, and I fully expect it to become ravaged again as the weather improves. Because it's starting, <laughs> well, it's, you know, we, we, we actually had a pretty, a pretty chilly winter this winter, uh-huh. and we're finally up to 50-some-odd degrees during the day now. And I fully expect now that the weather's warming up that we're going to start having some kind of protest again. And we have the same kind of governor we had back then. She's a nut job. And we have the same people in charge of the court systems. Um, you know, he's a George, Sower, George Soros, Soros attorney general. And, um, you know, so we're going to ju- and and everybody that did crimes on camera with evidence was released on their own recognizance without trial. Um you know, so it's just we don't have law here anymore in Portland, Maine, Maine, Portland. Now, Hillsborough is different. We have a pretty good police department. They seem to be pretty fair. I know people call them racist. I have not seen incident incidences of racism, but I also don't go around being places where a lot of people are getting arrested. So I tend to, you know, stay in, out of trouble. I'm weird that way. You know, three continents I've been through and yet to be arrested for anything. So, um, you're just a law abiding citizen, Greg. I, well, I try to be. It's, you know, I'm a straight white Christian guy. What can I say? I'm, a, I'm all the bad things on this country. No, no apology necessary. Yeah. None, none necessary and none, none solicited for, for, for this. For but I mean, according to some, I, I, I am the bane of this, this culture and yet, you know, I view myself as a person who really wants to see things improve, but I just, I'm w- willing to look at something. Mm-hmm. You know, we had that article about the psychology of, of you know, um, you know, talking about, you know, it was Lance Williams, you posted that article in the psychology I read briefly. Probably, part of. probably. And, um, you know, there's so much right there, what's going wrong with our, there's so much information there about what's going wrong with our country because, uh, you know, I see this woke culture thing we got going on and um how much of it is attributed to psychological challenges if you are truly um sexually dysphoric in your mentality is correcting that with surgery the best thing it seems to me anytime you do surgery for a psychological problem you know they're saying the problem is a person has an x chromosome two x chromosomes instead of an x and a y or a person who has an x and a y chromosome has a y chromosome that's the problem well the treatments they're offering don't change that and if we were to somehow deal with living with whatever you know if you're whatever your orientation and I, I use that term orientation. I'm sorry if it offends people, but it's the best description I can find for your sexual orientation. Whatever your sexual orientation is, you have a right to do it. Okay. This is coming from a straight right Christian male. Okay. I mean, just don't make my church acknowledge that this is holy. That's what I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Um, but hey, I, mean, Gregor, I, I need to just step in here. You know, I, I don't, I don't want you to to feel so downtrodden. It is my, it is actually weighing on my heart that you feel this way. And you know, I I'm not going to try to tell you how to feel. It's important important to feel your feelings because if you don't get to express yourself, uh, that that is a, a a problem. But I'm beginning to hear this refrain more and more. Um, also, of people who are of faith, any faith, honestly. Um, there is this, 
kind of weird upsurgence of people who are really kind of vile towards anyone with any type of faith. So I, I feel like it's people who um, believe in God versus people who want them to convert somehow to, to a belief that they don't, they don't have, but we all have freedom of religion in this country. That is being turned into like, well, if you don't believe the cult of what I want you to believe, then you are a bad person. And so there's so much cult tactics around like the sexuality, like that is becoming a religious belief system in and of itself. I believe that just, just the, the mind work that they're doing on these young people, um, that it is so cult uh, inculcated that, that it is like a belief system. You know, it's a body modification cult. Well, um, and that's that's what I was getting at is that, you know, the, what they're proposing as treatments is not, um, you know, as a, a body modification cult is a, is a good way to describe it because it, it seems to be almost, I, I hate to make it sound trite, but fashionable. And, you know, it is, is a very sad thing. And I'm working on trying to be a little more um, outspoken about things that I that I see that are disordered because I have been the silent majority for so long um you know as a boomer that's what I grew up with I grew up being the silent majority and I'm working really hard and trying to be a little more landslide in the fact that I will you know uh vomit my up my voice all over the place um it's you know it's why well, I do my little podcast yourself. and I'm sorry yeah you can you can pay yourself, and you know what? Um, you'll get lots of practice if you want to be a become a co-host on our program. Now, does anybody have a vo want to to vote on this? Like, I think I would like to nominate Gregor as a co-host for my program. What do you guys think? I think it, uh, a second. I think it's a good balance, and um, I'd also like to follow up on some of the comments regarding. What is the Christian aspects of things when you're ready, you know? Well, William, aren't you a Christian person? I am. I um, I was brought up Catholic, and then I got completely away from the church for various reasons. Um, I I believe in Jesus, um, but as a Christian, I don't identify as a Catholic. There's a big difference. Um, and I, I also have, would be considered very liberal as a Christian because um, when I read, um, you know, Paul in Romans saying, no king nor slave, nor Jew nor Gentile, nor male nor female, we're all one in Christ's sacred heart. I extend that to Muslims because they believe Jesus is a prophet and they love Jesus and they pray to Jesus and a lot of Christians wouldn't do that. I don't. I don't hear a brand name when I read Paul, um, but that's just my perspective, and I'll leave that to God when my time has passed for me to my maker. But um, I think we demonize Muslims, and and I think that's a shame in this country. Um, we don't understand the religion. There's no, uh, unfortunately, it's been propagandized to be 
um, you know, the um, war against uh, uh, terrorism, they're the target. And it's unjust. It's completely yeah. unjust. Can I piggyback on that? It's basically for Christians to say they can't, that you cannot be a monotheist and say that, oh, no, the Muslim, they, they pray to a different God because you can't, you can't believe it. Now you could say that, oh my God, the Muslims have a, just a really horrible, you know, uh, interpretation of God because, uh, boy, they're hearing the wrong things and they're, they're misinterpreting God. But to say that that's a different God than what Christians are saying, well, there's two gods then. There's the Muslim God and there's your God. They call him Allah. They, they pray to, they talk about Jesus, just as William said. You know, they're all connected. They're the Abrahamic faith. They're all connected. So I find that that would be my argument against a Christian to be like, I thought you're a monotheist. There's two gods. There's a Muslim God and your God because they say there's only one God. You know what I mean? Christians disagree with each other. The Catholic take the Bible right. literally. The Catholics don't take the Bible literally, but they don't call Christians non Some do. Vlad doesn't think that a Catholic's a real Christian, but that's another topic. But Catholics and Jews and Christians and Muslims, they all pray to the same God. And I wish more people that knew about this, that's like Theology 101, would point this out to Christians. Well, don't call yourself a monotheist if you're going to say that Muslims preach to a different God. Could I make one comment about Trump and then I'll remute, Sheila? Or is that off topic? Yeah, I mean, you go, go right ahead, Lynn. Okay, Trump, I have a feeling. Now, according to what I've been reading, I thought that Georgia case was pretty strong. I thought because of Cohen and all the receipts they have that this case might be strong. But this guy in Manhattan was not going to prosecute. He decided not to. He was pressured and pressured and pressured. So I have a feeling. I don't, I'm no lawyer. What do I know? Well, I don't know what they got. He hasn't been indicted. I, they better, they better convict his ass because if they don't convict him, they're going to get him elected. Oh, man. You know, and I really, I really, you know, he's doing this for the free press. He's using the government's tax prosecution, persecution as free press for his, you know, so he's just going along with it, you know, wearing the victim badge, like broad on his chest. Oh, they're coming to get me. They're here. They're coming to get me. Lock me up and put me in chains. You know, they're going to throw Donald Trump in jail, you know, so I'm just kind of, you know, taking my grain of salt. If people are out in the streets and they're protesting, that is of concern because there has been so much political prosecution, persecution in the last 18 months or longer since January 6th um, that, you know, they will invent something to, to put these poor people in in jail. And I don't want that. I don't want more, uh, you know, political incarceration in my country. I don't want to see it. I don't want it. Are you, are you, are you kind of agreeing with me that this Trump indictment is really a political thing? It's not about, oh my God, we got to do justice. Are you agreeing it, with it that? It seems so, but I don't have all the facts. Well, you know what's you interesting? Know, that's my, my opinion. Yeah. You know what's like, interesting, Sheila? wait and see. Yeah, there's a woman named Elizabeth Holtzman. She was a Washington D.C. delegate, I think. So she didn't hit, she like Virgin Islands. She didn't like that person. She didn't have voting rights, but she was real smart. She said, you know, they could have indicted Nixon on lots of stuff about the war, about the Cambodia bombing, and certain other things, and some of the secret lists that he had that was illegal about tapping and all that. They went after him. Why? Because they only went after him when he, when he, when he attacked, when he put the bag money to attack the Democratic National Committee. It wasn't about Ellsberg psychiatry. It was about the 
DNC. Go back to Abraham Lincoln. Johnson was an asshole. He completely screwed him over. He said one thing and did another. There was a politically motivated to get rid of Johnson who wanted to fire a cabinet secretary. He hired him. He could fire him. It was politically motivated when Clinton did what he did. All They were all politically motivated. They had nothing to do with justice or, you know, impeachment. They were all politically motivated. And this is no different. And they're going to get the motherfucker elected from jail if they don't be careful. Yeah, I, I've said on my last podcast here on Colin that it might be, you know, just to give him more street cred. <laughs> that this is a way to get to get Trump more street cred. Yeah, they couldn't have scripted that. Hey, hey, Trump, you're you're really losing it. DeSantis is gaining ground. Maybe you can get yourself indicted on some trumped up political charge. That's plays right into Trump's hands, right into it. By the way, all these people now that want to say, look at these horrible right wingers protesting in New York. You know what? Just because you disagree with their politics, I guess that all the socialists were assholes to go out and rally in the street for Eugene Debb, who got a million freaking votes. Stop it, people. How can you? It's all protests. Lance, I mean, if I don't think that the unwashed left in the street is a bad thing, uh, when it becomes bad is when they start breaking stuff and and coalitioning with with disaster anarchists, you know, who who go in and break stuff and and steal. No. If you, look, if you blow up, if you blow up, if, if you blow up five, yeah, but if you blow up five office buildings that are empty, if you blow up five high rises, 50 feet tall, 50 story high rises, you blow five of them up, you go to jail for a long time, but it ain't murder. No, I do not equate the vandalism. Sometimes it's provocateurs. Sometimes it's people that get out of hand. No, I don't equate property damage. That's what people do when they, when they get, when they get screwed and their friends go to jail and their Oxycontin and all that stuff. The only way they can fight back is destroying stuff and i am not gonna I'm, i'll go to jail for vandalism go to jail for destruction absolutely but no i'm not going to equate property destruction with some kind of like violence against yeah and uh you know since neither one of us is a lawyer unless you want to uh kind of adjust me on that i don't think either one of us are a lawyer but the last time i checked you know don't steal and don't kill and don't break other people's stuff. Like, don't don't take my stuff. Don't break my stuff. And I'm not. Don't make the government take my stuff and break my stuff. Because um, all those things are acts of aggression on another man's property, and it's 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 a violence against uh, you know. So uh, if if there would be a, a a vote here, if I could put it to a vote, does anybody want to see Gregor become a co-host on the program? Let me see. I'm getting a stony silence. <laughs> well, then, the vote carries. Yeah, sure. <laughs> with me. I hung up by accident. I was trying to. No, I, I, I would be honored, Sheila, but I, you know, if the, I'm, I don't know what your expectations of me as a co host would be. Well, I mean, oh, there's one vote. P Mark said yes. You know, Thank the, you, P Mark. Of course, we could discuss it. But if the audience feels it's, it's a pretty good idea, then. We we could go go talk about it some more. So you got one vote from Peter. You go. You always have can have an opposing voice. Uh, I'll always call in whether I'm uh, uh, invited to be uh, on the panel or not. You're gonna hear from me. <laughs> so well, you're always invited. You're always invited <laughs> to, to to be here, William. <laughs> 
You're always invited to be here. They're so, all corrupt. Uh, They're right, left wing, and part of that same corrupt, dirty George Galloway. <laughs> no, it's the same dirty rear end. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, All after right, that, so, people, no, no, Sheila, let's let's email each other and get together about what you want me to do. And if you if you think I can be of service, of course, I'll be happy to you know come join you. Yeah, I mean, I just I just think you're a valued voice, and you know you've been pretty consistent. And I think that you know if I needed a co-host, you you've kind of been you know we're pretty closely politically aligned, even though we don't have to agree on everything. I think the way we pace speaking together could probably improve. Um, I, I sometimes get ahead of myself and, and want to talk, uh, but don't always slow down. Um, but I think you've been very polite and, uh, and very consistent with your analysis, uh, on most of the programming here at Colin. So, um, that way we could, we could do things like, you know, foster debates, which is something that is lacking in, in the community diaspora, uh, you know, the power of two is better. Like, say there's two libertarians, we could represent um, that interest segment and in this uh, in this podcasting sector. And I think it would really help because uh, we can invite more political guests and we could get more um, more political diversity uh, on the microphone about certain issues. And uh, I'm just, there's a ton of communist and communitarian and leftist programming on this network. You know, they're they're fairly well represented, uh, but we do need to get some of those other not represented voices here um, out every now and then. I'd like to maybe maybe I this was something I had in mind, you know, early on from from adopting this app was to get uh, political speakers to come in and, you know, discuss some of, some of the more challenging or troubled viewpoints. Um, but I, we have to clear the fence on, you know, how they'll be questioned, who will be, you know, invited because I've tried some of the other rooms like Ali Alexander, very challenging individual to deal with, but not everybody is like him. You know, like I, I, probably have a pretty decent conversation with a Ben Dominich, even though I know we don't agree on a lot. Um, you know, he's, he's a neocon and, and, and some segments of what he's doing. Uh, but he's more or less a federalist and we agree on a lot of issues in, in that sense. So, um, do you understand where I'm going with this? Like, it, I'd like it to, to feature more, more speakers that, you know, have, have ideas and, and better ideas, but, um, you know, they're not getting the debate space. Maybe they would, or we could sponsor a debate space here on Colin. Yeah. That, uh, actually that would be, yeah, that was something I'd be really enjoy getting involved with. That would be, I mean, cause <sighs> silence is not golden. Silence no. is poison <laughs> as far as I'm concerned anymore. I used to think silence was golden, but I, I've grown out of that in my old age. Well, good. Let's be a part of your growth cycle. Peter, I'm going to let you have the, the final word here um, as we wrap it up. I'm glad I'm glad you're affirming that notion because if we increase the number of voices. We'll, we'll get we'll get a, a mix of perspectives that, you know, maybe are more middle of the road. Hey, I got middle questions for two libertarians. Oh, OK. 
Are you oh, okay. ready? So I am I, prepared. I know I am prepared. You're prepared. Okay. How about Greg? Remember, I'm a small L libertarian, so yeah, I'm prepared. <laughs> I'm gonna Google what small, small elk means uh, later. But uh, both Texas and Oregon had secession uh, talks and demonstrations. I would like both. Oh yeah, they're they're both secession states. That's true. About oh yeah, they're, they're both secession. Yes, please. I uh, I'm gonna head up and hear what you guys have, have have to say. Are you for it? Are you? Because for the liberty you both so dearly adore, you believe Texas and part of Oregon should no longer be part of the union. You know, I don't necessarily feel very strongly about um, Texas secession. There's a, there's routinely, and this is this is the absolute fact. There is routinely at least thirty percent of the population of Texas which I actually love. I adore it. It's, it's part of the character of Texas that are really strongly pro-secessionist. It, it has gotten up into the 46th percentile, um, especially when the, when the federal government is behaving atrociously with the public purse. So, so there is that. And uh, I find it endearing. I will always be a Texas citizen. So even if, if I choose to leave the state and come back, I will always have Texas citizenship. So it matters not to me. Gregor. I didn't want to step on you there. Um, as for Oregon, Oregon is not talking about seceding from the Union. They're talking about seceding from Oregon and joining Idaho. Right. Um, there is a major difference there. And Texas actually has the constitutional right to to secede, unlike right. every other state in the union. Um, so that makes their conversation completely different than ours. Oregon doesn't have that status. The concept of leaving one state and joining another has been, I wouldn't say done, but... For example, Virginia and West Virginia, they split up over the revolution or over the Civil War. Uh, there is currently three counties in Maryland that are trying to join up with West Virginia, um, just like there are 12 counties in Oregon who want to become part of Idaho. And as a libertarian recovering right winger Republican um I'd have to say, you know, do I support it? What I support is people being able to be represented by their people. And I can't be represented by the current government in Oregon because uh, they will not listen to us. So right. therefore, now, whether that would improve with joining Idaho or not, I can only speculate. Um, the grass is always greener on the other side, but generally it's actually greener where you water it. And part of me is <laughs> uh, part of me is um, all about fixing what I've got. I tried worked very hard to fix California when I was living there, and then my wife chose to move to Oregon. So, and being the dutiful husband, I came with her because I love her very much. And Oregon was on my list of ten states to move to. It was number ten, but it was on my list, and. Um, 
you know, she decided we needed, she, she needed a, uh, finally after, you know, 30 years of marriage and me trying to leave the state for the last 20, uh, this, um, she finally decided it was time to leave and I took advantage of it and came here and, uh, good for you. Wanderlust. Well, we'll be celebrating our 36th year of marriage, um, this year. So, uh, you know, she's a good woman, even though we disagree vehemently in politics actually, but, um, wow. yeah, no, we're, 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 I, we're oil and water when it comes to that, but I That's managed to have ma- managed to make it work even so. Um, but yes, people have a right to, people have a right to be represented by their government. And when states no longer do that, I don't have a problem with them becoming a new state, joining in another state. Um, I don't think it's going to happen because the number of hurdles, uh, there's just the technical aspect of it. It would have to be approved by the Oregon legislature, by the Idaho legislature, and by the U.S. government or by the uh, U.S. Congress. And I just don't see that happening under any circumstances because Oregon knows that if they lose all of that money and all of that food resource, because most of the state, most of the counties that want to leave, guess what? That's where most of the food in Oregon is produced. All of a sudden. Okay. All of a sudden, Oregon becomes barren. (laughs) I have to, sorry to to, to clip you there, Gregor, but it's been two hours. Can you believe it? Um, So I'm going to wrap it up there. Guys, thanks for this this political discussion on uh, Trump's protesters uh, landing somewhere in New York City uh, and and discussing that in earnest with us. Uh, Look out for the next one. Uh, and if you don't see me midweek, then then we'll see you on Saturday. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast Archive, said Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio Podcasts, and Call In. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.